Poor baby, what's the matter? What's that, little Wemo? Oh, don't you worry your pretty little head. That doesn't matter. Oh, sweetie, bless your heart. The fact of the matter is that competition is a good thing for the smart home. Don't fret, it's only a matter of time. Now you run along now and play while I start the podcast. internet my name is dustin and this is the my home kit home podcast and here we look at the smart home with an apple home and accessibility focus after a bit of a dry spell in terms of apple home news we've been kind of bombarded the last week or so so what better time than now to get caught up and then we'll wrap up with some quote unquote news that i got kind of irritated about over the last few weeks, Akara has been dropping some not-so-subtle hints on their social media that the international release of their G4 video doorbell camera was imminent, and as of March 23rd, it is available for purchase on their Amazon storefront in the U.S. This is pretty big news since this is only the third or fourth video doorbell to work natively with Apple Home. Running down its specs, the G4 features a 162-degree field of view recording at 1080p, two-way audio, and a built-in chime, which also doubles as a local storage option via SD card. This model also stands out because it can be hardwired or battery-powered depending on your need. It does sort of oddly use six AA batteries if you decide to go down this route, and obviously I would have preferred a rechargeable battery, but I kind of understand it as a means to keep costs down. I've been chomping at the bit for this one, and I really hope it lives up to my expectations. Acura does tend to deliver, but we'll see what happens. I've already got mine on order, and you can get yours too on Amazon, and I left links in the show notes. Late last year, popular smart home solution Hubitat announced that its C7 Elevation Hub would now be supporting Apple Home, and they're back now with their C8 Elevation Hub, which will also support Apple Home. Maintaining its outward appearance, it's the internals that were updated with the latest Z-Wave and Zigbee radios, Wi-Fi in addition to an Ethernet port, and ditching micro-USB for a USB-C power supply. While seemingly a generational upgrade, which is definitely improved over the C7, it's the C8's future-proofing that's notable. In their press release, Hubitat sort of skimmed over the fact that it has an inactive thread radio and is matter-ready. Now, why Hubitat is holding off on activating these, I'm not quite sure, but I do suspect that they're waiting for the initial matter dust to settle so that the user experience is solid right out of the gate. Also, since both of these integrations are still inactive, it's difficult to say what role the C8 will play in a thread network and whether it's an actual matter controller. Hopefully, we'll find out soon enough. The good news is that the C8 Elevation Hub is available now on Amazon and through Hubitat's own website. Nanoleaf earlier this week announced pre-orders for their all-new matter-enabled thread-powered additions to their Essentials line of more conventional smart home lighting. I say additions, but they're essentially just updated versions of their currently available A19 bulb and light strip, which do support thread, but won't be getting the matter update. These two standard lighting types are available for pre-order now with a BR30 type bulb coming in April and their GU10 and recessed downlight slated for release sometime later this year. 
The good thing is that it doesn't look like matter is affecting pricing as the A19 bulb and light strip are being sold for the same price as their non-matter counterparts. You can pre-order yours now through the Nanoleaf website. They also reiterated that they're continuing to work diligently on a firmware update to some of their existing products to bring in matter support, but no more concrete information was revealed. Newcomer to the Apple homeworld, Zimmysmart, has just released an updated version of their curtain motor, and it now supports thread and matter. The all-new curtain motor is an entire rail and motor assembly that is mains-powered as opposed to a battery-powered retrofit option from the likes of Akara and SwitchBot. Friend of the show Simon from HomeKit News reports that although the device does require continuous power, it does have a built-in battery which is capable of powering the device for 7 days in the event of an emergency. The curtain motor will also help you out by continuing to open or close the curtains with just a slight pull and includes its own IR remote for manual control. You can learn more about this new thread curtain motor and get pricing information on ZimmySmart's online store linked in the show notes. In our most recent YouTube video, which you should definitely check out if you haven't already and you'll find it linked in the show notes, we talked about NFC tag automations in your smart home, but NFC doesn't stop just there. Popple uses NFC technology to help you quickly and easily share your contact details without having to deal with traditional business cards or fumbling around with complicated social handles or URLs. And since they are smart, they are so much more than simply sharing your SoundCloud or Insta with people in the real world. Popple offers a huge variety of customizable cards, stickers, keychains, lanyards, wristbands, and even an Apple Watch band, all with NFC built right in so your contact details are always available at a moment's notice. They've even got some super sweet iOS lock screen and wallet integrations which make it nearly impossible to miss out on a potential follower or sale. Super slick ways of sharing your contact details means nothing without some really powerful tools on the back end and Popple has this in spades. Once people tap your Popple, they're taken to a highly customizable landing page. Whether it's your email, socials, blog, Venmo, Etsy, or just about anywhere that is anywhere or anything, you choose what you share. You can also set up separate profiles, which are essentially different business cards, which you can digitally swap out on the fly, ensuring that you always have the right card for the right occasion. Honestly, Popple has completely transformed how I share my contact details, and these are just a few of the features that it has to offer. To learn more about Popple's smart business card solutions and to get 10% off your order exclusively as a My Home Kit Home podcast listener, go to myhomekithome.com slash popple. Supercharge your business and social networking by going to myhomekithome.com slash P-O-P-L today. One thing I was super excited about from CES this year was SwitchBot's updated Matter-compatible Hub Mini 2, and it's available now for pre-orders through their website. Though they've had a pretty solid HomeBridge integration for a while now, this updated hub will bring native HomeKit support over Matter, allowing you to bring in a lot of their existing devices into your Apple Home. If this weren't exciting enough, the hub itself has got quite a few features that we don't usually see in a smart home hub. First, it has a built-in temperature and humidity sensor which should be exposed to HomeKit. This data is also displayed on the hub's built-in LED screen which is dimmable thanks to the built-in ambient light sensor. 
This is honestly pretty sweet, but there's more. As with the previous generation, the Hub Mini 2 is capable of controlling your IR remotes, therefore smartening any devices as long as they're within line of sight of the Hub. The Hub Mini 2 connects to your Apple Home over Wi-Fi, so you do have increased flexibility as to where you put it. If there are any downsides to it, it seems that at launch anyway, it's only going to support the SwitchBot curtain, and I'm assuming this is the second generation, as well as the SwitchBot tilt blind motor. And, you know, they will be adding support for some of their other devices as time goes on, but it's fairly limited, at least at launch anyway. Pre-orders of the Hub Mini 2 are live going for $69.99 in the U.S. and orders are expected to ship on April 1st. Check out the show notes to get in line. Known for being on the more affordable side of the smart home spectrum, Maris is releasing their very first door and window sensor. While not exactly groundbreaking, contact sensors are a smart home staple for security and any number of automation triggering scenarios. The interesting thing about Maris's offering, though, is that as opposed to using Zigbee or Thread or even Bluetooth, it connects to the company's own proprietary RF hub, which is required if you want to get it into HomeKit. Though the hub does allow you to connect some of the company's other sensors, like water leak sensors and smoke detectors, it is limited to only 16 devices. Though options are definitely a good thing, I do wish they would have opted for Thread for the sensor. You can get yours for just $17.99 or $22.99 with the Hub via Maris's online store. Alright, so at the top of the episode, I not so subtly called out Belkin Wemo for their public announcement that they have decided to sort of pump the brakes on the development of Matter products. So Wes Davis of The Verge reported that Wemo has decided to slow, if not stop altogether, its development of previously announced Matter products until it can essentially find a way to stand out from the competition. If it weren't abundantly clear, I take slight issue with this, but not for the reasons that you probably think. Matter's rollout has been long and drawn out and fraught with delays, and now that it's here, nobody really has anything good to say about how it does or doesn't work. It's a huge undertaking, and there are a lot of moving parts, so it shouldn't be so surprising that there have been some hiccups along the way. It will get better with time, and that's okay. You have to start somewhere. But Matter is not my issue. No, my qualm is that manufacturers, huge, large, small, and tiny across the industry have been justifiably apprehensive of matter, but they don't make a big deal out of it. They just go on about their business producing their products in the best way they can. In his article, Wes says that Wemo seems to be concerned about matter's commoditization of the industry, which is a legitimate concern, but it's not as if pre-matter there weren't already a ton of crappy smart switches and plugs available on Amazon. So what gives? Well, I can think of a couple of things here. I suspect that Wemo is fearful less of commoditization and more of how their products stack up against the competition. They haven't exactly been killing it with their offerings in the smart home space as of late. Also, it's a little weird that they're making such a big stink out of it since there's literally one other thread-powered smart plug on the market, and as far as I know, one other thread-powered switch, and they're both produced by EVE, which has an incredible reputation. So if this is their concern, maybe they should stop whining about it and make something better. My other suspicion as to this public wine fest is that as they pull the reins and try to forge a new path forward, they still need to stay relevant and in consumers' minds. 
This is understandable, and obviously it's working because I and a whole lot of other people are talking about it. Big smart home players should be nervous about the underdog uprising that will come with matter, but instead of making a big fuss, put your nose to the grindstone and make better products that justify that higher price tag. But hey, that's just my two cents. Let me know what you think on social media at myhomekithome. Don't forget to check out the show notes where you'll find links to everything we talked about in today's episode, and don't forget to follow us on our YouTube channel as well as the blog over at myhomekithome.com for all all sorts of home kit and accessibility related content. Well, that's all I have for this episode. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care.